The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to BalmShot.com. Balm is in lip balm shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at BalmShot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm plus a logoed baseball hat and free shipping at BalmShot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, BalmShot.com. Joining us now, the author of Lost shepherd how pope francis is misleading his flock his flock philip lawler how are you sir i'm doing fine and you doing well uh good to have you on again i think we had you on once before to talk about some of this stuff and uh the catholic church in the news again more and more just the last couple of days about uh potential abuses more priests that have been accused uh, more potential or probable hidings of priests who've been accused of inappropriate activities and it doesn't seem like the Pope fully is uh, is really doing what he has to do. No, this is part to. of the argument that I make in The Lost Shepherd, is that Pope Francis was clearly elected to be a reformer, and particularly on a couple of issues he was elected to do some serious reform. One was the sex abuse issue, the other was the financial issue, the, the accountability in the Vatican. And neither of these has has really happened at all. In fact, on both fronts, I think things have gotten considerably worse. But particularly on the sex abuse front in the United States now, I have to say I've been covering Catholic affairs for 40 years, and I have never seen the level of anger and frustration among the Catholic laity approaching what we have now. It's really a critical situation. Yeah, and... You're right. One of the things you could say that was good as Francis uh, became Pope is that he was the one being part of the uh, the Jesuits who was committed to poverty and, you know, taking a vow of poverty himself and whatever, which made him more human, made the Pope put in, which I think was wonderful. But the other part to be a reformer. You're right. Both on the economics of the church and also because of these abuses. So if that's the the couple of things that you can say, good, this guy's in there and he's not doing them, then this has been this is bad. It's very bad. I mean, particularly again referring to the problem we're having, the crisis that we're having in America today among Catholics. It's a crisis that erupted because a cardinal archbishop, not just an ordinary priest, the Archbishop of Washington D.C., one of the most high-profile prelates in the world was abusing seminarians, molesting seminarians. And what's particularly frustrating is this was no secret. And for most of this pontificate, we've heard about the need for new policies and procedures so that bishops can be held to account. Um, And it's been five years now, and we still don't have those policies and procedures. But beyond that, it's not just a matter of policies and procedures. If you're another bishop, and you know that the Archbishop of Washington is molesting seminarians, why don't you do something about it? So it's not just a question of of the abuse, it's also a question of this culture of silence and this uh, culture of mendacity, not not telling the truth, not holding people to account. And that's why I say that the Catholics with whom I speak every day are just angrier than I've ever seen them before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... 
really interesting to see how frustrated people are. They keep trying to um, to hope for the best and hope that something's going to change, but it's not. They know it's just getting worse and worse for them, and this goes against so much of what their faith is based on. You know, the real damage here, Philip, is, in my opinion, when it comes to the sex abuse scandal and actual abuse that went on, is not the individual who was hurt. The individuals, obviously, it's reprehensible and it's horrible what they went through. But the big problem is you're uh, potentially damning them because if you, as a member of the clergy, uh, abuse them, so it takes all of their um, interest, potential faith, or support of Christianity out of their life. In other words, they rebuke it. I've, oh, they, the church did me wrong. Or if this is what Christianity is a religion, I don't want it. How could this happen? And they deny God the rest of their life. You've damned them. Yes. It, I mean, it's hard to overstate how evil this activity is because you're, you're right. I mean, you have at best, you've given people psychological scars that will never go away. But it, it, it's very likely to be worse than that. And an awful lot of these uh, abuse victims have become totally alienated from the church. And, and that's so understandable. And it's so heinous. Think about it on the grand scheme, too. So you're a millennial or a Gen Z, and you've grown up in an America that has had less support of Christianity or of faith in general. I mean, it's just, you know, it's more secular and the whole, you know, your schools and everything focus. And then you see in the news story after story about sex abuse that gives um, a lot of people who just want to be anti-Christian, anti-faith ammunition to say, look at these people and this is wrong. See, you're, you're changing entire generations and their access to faith. You are. And let me tell you, this is another thing that's changed this time around. It's hard for me to believe that it was 15 years ago we were talking about this. Uh, And 15 years ago, a lot of good, loyal Catholics were inclined to say, oh, the media's out to get the church again. And that was not an irrational action, because frankly, the media is often out to get the church. But it wasn't the media's fault. Uh, This time around... I haven't run into anybody who's giving the bishops that that way out. Everybody understands this is a serious problem. And what's most frustrating of all is 15 years ago, we were assured by all the bishops, well, now we understand, now we're going to take action. And 15 years later, here it is again. And the the refrain that I keep hearing is they still don't get it. I uh, I was a little concerned recently with Pope Francis uh, um, identifying friends and enemies using the media, and even uh, discussing the media. That's that's concerning. It is, in fact, that's to be honest. As I may have told you when we spoke before, that was one of the reasons why I decided to write the Lost Shepherd. It wasn't a book that I wanted to write. Uh, no Catholic wants to write something critical of the Pope. But when I heard day after day uh, at the Vatican, the Pope was using really inflammatory language, divisive language, um, to speak about some Catholics who had ideas different from his own, um, and condemning them as, you know, the new Pharisees and the doctors of the law and the people who are rigid and throw books of dogma at people. All of this really sort of insulting language that 
day after day. And if you think, as, as you should, of the Pope as the source of unity in the Church, you know that something is really wrong when he has become the source of division. When the Rather than having the argument settled in Rome, you find that, that Rome is provoking new arguments. It's, you're right about that, and it's so interesting because you've got somebody who, as we said, by all accounts, Jesuit and different, you know, a, a person who uh, has spent their life in the clergy and ministering to people. It's so bizarre to say that they would become arrogant, but there is this air of arrogance about him with this stuff. It's not about, you know, I'm going to speak the truth. And here's what I believe, and I will be rigid in these things because it is the truth. I'm speaking the word of God. I accept all of that. You don't have to be mean, but you can be rigid in those things. But he's got an air of arrogance about it when it comes specifically to some of those issues, like a chip on his shoulder. Yes, that's true. And it's provoked a problem at the Vatican, too. I mean, we've been speaking this morning mostly about problems in this country, but there's there is also a morale problem at the Vatican because um, the employees at the Vatican, a lot of them, staff members, are worried. They're worried about their jobs. Uh, They're worried that they might cross the Pope intentionally or even unintentionally. And he has shown that he he definitely rewards his friends, but he also definitely punishes those who he perceives as his enemies. So you've had people who have been dismissed fairly abruptly uh, and... uh, Everybody's sort of looking around with their, you know, looking over their shoulders, wondering uh, if they could be nice. It, it's not a healthy atmosphere. Philip, I appreciate the uh, the book so much. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing once again. We'll post uh, links to it on social media. It's called Lost Shepherd, How Pope Francis is Misleading His Flock. Um, I, I think you've done some good here. It's, I know it's a, a difficult subject to discuss, especially if you're Catholic, but uh, I think you did well. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, Philip. Thank you. Appreciate you joining us. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. In 2011, Aaron Hale, a former Navy chief, was severely injured when disposing of an improvised explosive device. He lost his eyesight and most of his hearing, so he returned to his love of cooking as therapy, and with the help of his love, Michaela, they created Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. These things are amazing. You'll love them. Go to EODFudge.com. That's EODFudge.com, and try the caramel apples, the brownies, the strawberry, white, and decadent triple fudge confections. EODFudge.com. Promo code BLAZE to get 10% off. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.